Shut up and sit down. Is cycling really a man's world? Nope. My bike is looking good. What? I drive it through my hood. What? Paparazzi tries to follow, but I really wish they would. No. They want to know the deal, because they don't know how it feels to be a diva, diva, diva in training wheels. They watch when I roll by, stop when I roll by. Sometimes they ask me if I want to talk when I roll by. Don't mean to be rude, just want to breeze through. It's hard to be a diva in I'm phoning this one in today, so let's be quick. You are listening to The Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grant, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Tip of the day, fortune favors the bowl. Bam, I'm out. Diva in chain and wheels. I'm rolling down the pavement, wondering where the day went. I drive a little faster so I know that I will make it. Home before mom yells, I'm late for the dinner bell. It's hard to be a diva in chain and wheels. My bike is looking good. Hi, and welcome to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Fondering, and today I'm here with Evan Price. Everybody, we got a lot of people at the table today. How's it going? Good. 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 Solid. <laughs> And we have Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing? Good, good. Yeah, interesting. Okay, pretty good. Lance Hepler on location. <laughs> Lance Romance still on location. <laughs> yeah, I'm still driving. I've been driving for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Lance, I haven't seen you in like a, like I don't know, like two months or something like that. It feels like I know. I've been off traveling the world, gallivanting so. around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and today we have some special guests with us in the studio. We have a couple of our dialed teammates. We have Jesse Whitaker. Hello. Hey, everybody. <laughs> and her daughter, Deja. Deja, welcome to the table. Hi. And to the podcast. How are you? Good. Good, good. So we are going to have them come in and talk about some really cool stuff that we will get to in just a moment. But before then, let's get started on our backpedal. Um, I don't really have much to say about myself because you guys don't want to hear me ramble on, and I don't want to listen to Matt ramble what? on. And, and what? Don't need I don't want to talk rant. either. Yeah, Evan rode no. Evan rode on the trainer for like a hundred miles, like twenty Nobody times cares last even. week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and Lance was in Hawaii or something. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're done hearing this this false faux life that Lance leads. It's just not reality. So just making everyone angry. A lot of people turning the podcast off when Lance starts going on and on That's about right. Hawaii. He's where again? Hawaii yeah. hammock. Yeah, what picture whatever. do I have to look at now? <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to hear what's going on in your lives, guys, girls, ladies. <laughs> Jesse, tell me about your past week. Have you? So this past week, um, well, I just started ramping up my training for Iron Man Canada, and I have a coach for the first time. My first Iron Man was in Cairns, Australia, and I kind of just went on my own. You went on your own to Australia for? Oh, oh, your your training. training. Oh, got it. Like, like I kind of just based it upon, um, I did the marathon clinic training. So I Mm kind of just took a a guess on how much running, swimming, and biking that I needed to do for that one. But Mm -hmm. I ended up doing way too much running versus biking or swimming. Yeah. So in that Ironman alone, I, I did really well in the swimming the bike but when it came to the run i just killed myself so mm-hmm. this time around i did i got a coach and so mm-hmm. this past week i just recently asked my coach so i said hey shouldn't i be ramping up my running because i asked her to hold back on that but mm-hmm. i haven't even ran over like 10 miles mm-hmm. it's 
getting closer. Yeah. I have to start picking it up. See, you, you Ironman Canada people, though, hold on. You guys have, like, till July, right? Yeah. We have... That's um, so long away. It's something like 125 <laughs> days left or something like that. Or, you know, I'm not sure. Somewhere in that, you know... You're like, sounding a lot a like time. Matt right now. Yeah. But, but when it comes to marathon training, yeah. you need so many weeks. So yeah. I guess that's just in my mind. I yeah. need to at least yep. get up to... I'm nervous, yeah. Yeah, especially for my running. I got to feel comfortable with that, that distance. Can I give you a suggestion? I can help you with that. Bike. <laughs> bike. Quit <laughs> triathlon and stick Quit to your bike. <laughs> Biking is good. Yeah. You're too freaking strong on a bike. Just just focus on that. You're awesome. But, but you know, that's, you know, my whole thing is one more Ironman. I'm going to kill the run and then cycling. cycling. Bike racing, bike yeah. racing, bike so racing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this past week, it was a ton of running. I And then on, what was it? Saturday, Sunday. I was going to go check out Hubbard for the piece of cake mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. But the people I was going to go with had to bail. So I just went around my neighborhood, which was good because I just recently got a bike and it started having some mechanical um, oh, yeah, issues. Yeah. I think it was just mm-hmm. the cable was coming loose because of the derailleur. And or somehow the front derailleur had shifted down. So the chain was hitting it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was making a noise mm-hmm. the whole time. And I wasn't oh, sure. I was, I was thinking, well, the worst that can happen is the chain will break. If it keeps hitting it, <laughs> worst case scenario. But in in uh, banks, they actually have a repair shop oh, okay. that happened to open up at eleven, like ten minutes before I got there. So stopped there. They quickly fixed. Do it. they just do like a quick that's adjustment? Really yeah. timing. Yeah. That's yeah. like yeah, because that's yeah. the type of thing that has at nine a.m. You go, then yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, it's two hours until they open. <laughs> but it was awesome. It was like perfect timing right there. So it all nice. it all worked out. Good. That's cool. Good. Very cool. Jesse, where did you find your coach? Is he somebody local or is it somebody (laughs) online? So it's funny how that happened. Last season when I was riding through Hag Lake, um, I was with two guys and we were we were biking and I was just taking off because that's usually how I biked. I mean, I just go (laughs) all out. She saw me going super fast and and she chased me down and asked me who I was. And it's actually a Juliet from. Batwoman. So, so she, she mm-hmm. has this organization called Batwoman where she gets just basically women around um, the Portland area and she just has like a, a, a what's what's up thing and we all connect with oh, each other cool. so we can all ride together. And nice. So yeah, that's how I found my coach. And it's nice to have someone local. So oh yeah. What's her totally. last name? Juliet uh, Hotchman. She, yeah, she's she races for Therapeutic Associates, yeah, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. she's oh. strong. Yeah. She's a good biker. I know yeah. that Kim was having some problems with her last year, so oh, she yeah. is definitely <laughs> strong. Yeah. Oh, if, Kim, if Kim is struggling with her, then yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Deja, how was your week? Um, It was good. I <clears throat> did training on the Zwift for a little bit, then I mostly do basketball. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Is that pretty fun? Yeah. You have a lot of friends on the team? Uh, I don't have a team. I'm, I'm just practicing. I'm going to do a team um, next year. Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. And you're in sixth grade? Yeah. Okay. And so you'll be able to do the team next year, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah. And then you said you did Zwift. You've done Zwift before? Yeah. It's not the first time you've done Zwift. Do you like no. it at all? Or I eh. like biking outside more. Yeah. Totally. yeah. I think all of us agree. Yeah. What's your sure. go-to Zwift course? Oh, if which one oh, do you like? I go on the same one every time. Yeah. Which one is that? I don't know. The <laughs> probably the Z- Watopia, Watopia, Hilly Route, okay. or something like that. Yeah. Do you know? No. No, I don't know. Just whatever <laughs> pops okay. up. Yeah. You should you should like biking outside better anyway. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us. We did an episode a while back, and we talked about like our favorite um, courses. 
Yep. And it was, yeah. uh, you know, it was almost like all of us were like, yeah, Watopia obviously is the best course. And then it was like, okay, well, we have to have some sort of discussion. So, like, what's the second best course? <laughs> so we're, we're definitely in agreement with you on the Watopia for sure. And, you know, Zwift is good for the winter mm-hmm. or yeah. when it's raining out. But yeah. now it's sunny outside. Or when you have oh, school yeah. all day and you have to bike at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what's going on? You're, now you're in spring break. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on spring break, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. All right. Let us get into our topic for today. And we are going to jump into one that we've kind of touched on before. But what's really cool about this is we've actually got some women in here to give us some perspective. Oh, yeah. So we got some people who actually know what they're <laughs> talking about in here now. We're going to run through <laughs> the uh, the female perspective as it pertains to cycling and triathlon. And we want to get your views um, through your eyes in, as an amateur woman and a junior girl racing here in the uh, greater Portland area and doing triathlon and, and working uh, through the whole Obra scene, doing the road bike racing and the uh, cyclocross and all the other fun things that are going to come up on your uh, racing schedules in the, mm-hmm. the future. So we have, um, it's kind of like the hot seat, but it's not. So we've got some questions. We're, we're putting them on the spot. We did not share any of these questions for them. So we want the raw responses. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to run through these things. And we really want to know more about your thoughts on all of all things uh, cycling and, and triathlon. So, um, Evan, I'm going to mm-hmm. let you start because I know you've got a couple questions in your mm-hmm. head. So hit us with one. So cool. so I've got one talking about the, the women's competitive field split in triathlon and cycling. Being being that now that you've you've been in both, you've now been in both worlds. What do you see are the differences and similarities between the two? When 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 we're talking about kind of that that towards the the, the competitive amateur group of both sports and in in the women's field. Well, it's in triathlon. I think it, it's a lot more about the individual. Um, mm-hmm. You pretty much are on your own. It's just you and the race. When it comes to road racing, it really helps if you have a teammate, team members to ride with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As when you get to road racing, that's really key to a lot of the strategies to mm-hmm. win. And so the problem with that is being an amateur cycling and being in the four or five category is you don't find that very mm-hmm. often. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And if you do it's usually when you're grouped with like all the women, like say, for instance, I did Baker city last year Mm -hmm. and we were a group with all the women together. And so you kind of bond with some women there and you kind of, and, and technically you, we stayed with in order, we recognize in the four or five category that in order for us to have any chance at the podium, especially in the last race, which is, um, 84 miles that we had to stay in the front group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we did. We all stayed together, and it was the hill that kind of defined. Oh, right. so so the team almost became the four or five women, just like almost came together as a group then as a team? As a four or five, we all recognized the top four. I think there were five of us four that we needed to stay in the front group. Yeah. We all had to, even to have a chance. Uh-huh. So we all talked together like that was the only almost way. Almost became like a pseudo team there yeah, for, all, for, for part of the race. We all knew yeah. that eventually once we hit the hill, we'd divide. But yeah. we knew that if we stood a chance, that that was the key to uh-huh. it. So that's the difference. Triathlon, you, you know, then end of the day, it's all about yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Road racing, you kind of, you work with a team and you recognize people's strengths and you look at the course and you kind of can pick out who, who really has the best chance of winning and work with them to help them mm-hmm. versus just, 
yourself with. Yeah. So it feels more like a team team yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that then cycling over triathlon should be able to at least in my lifetime I've known women seem to work much better as a team being I actually have coached basketball for women's and men's and at it was actually your age around sixth grade there was definitely in my friend who had coached that team he said much better teamwork at that age and much more reasonable like teamwork did did you notice in cycling that you kind of enjoyed that aspect of it more well the problem with that is I didn't I haven't really experienced enough of that a big enough team when I when I was able to really ride with a team often it was a mix of people Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm mix of men and women when yeah. I did like PIR, PIR races with the men mm-hmm. for instance but I mean I've yeah. from the way I've recognized the men seem to work really well together strategizing mm-hmm. as a team so yeah. I could see how women would also be able to do that without actually at the end which I hear from a lot of the men, they, they had a plan and then it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. in the last 400 meters, yeah. everything goes versus, back. Yeah. Versus women. I think we'd really tend to stick to whatever plan we had. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, and yeah, and PIR is a much more intense, I mean, versus the 84 mile race PIR, I mean, blink your eye and the race is over compared time wise. So yeah, your, your best laid plans can kind of struggle in that time period too. <laughs> Good. Hey, Lance, you got any questions for the ladies? You know, my, my, my initial question would be really what what got the two of you into cycling or into triathlon? Because that seems to be, I, I guess, the biggest issue with trying to get more women into cycling is, is what keeps them out. So what is it that attracted you? What brought you into the sport? Um, pretty much my mom and people that led her to do it, like her friends. Yeah. Nice. So you got dragged to a race? Yeah. Were you like okay with it or were you like, I don't want to do this? Well, like. Do you remember? Before, like, um, we did like racing at all. Like, we went to Hag Lake and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like biking there. But I absolutely hated hills. And my first race with, um, like, my mom dragged me into was the really um, long hill one. Oh, Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. So were you were you were not so pumped up about that. Not she really. brought you to your least favorite type of riding for your first race. I think, I think it was the wild horse course, but I had no idea. Or one horse. One horse. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember no you guys I, talking about that. I one. had yeah. no idea about the terrain. Uh-huh. And then when you finished that race, were you like, "Yeah, I'll do this again," or were you like, "No, that's it." I didn't really want to, but then we did PIR, and I like PIR. You like PIR? Yeah. Okay. Do you like kind of the faster racing? Um, I'm not really that fast yet, mm-hmm. so I don't know how that yet. feels yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comparatively speaking, though, you do pretty well against your peers, the the other girls your age. You're, y- yeah, you hold your own, so I'd say you are fast, and you will get mm-hmm. faster as you get older and stronger. So, so you would say it was your mom who was your biggest influence that yeah. got you to come yeah. and ride bikes. Um, would you have ever thought to race bikes if you didn't have your mom's influence? Probably not. Probably not. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something to, to definitely log away, parents listening to this. Yeah. Get your kids out well, there. And How I have many? other I have other cycling friends too that are like, Yeah, I I I'm interested in this because yeah, my dad biked was, with me when I was that was my story. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. That's the only reason I got into the sports. Yeah, it definitely helps to have now, some. Now, in 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 your middle school, how many kids are interested in biking? Now it can be any type of biking, mountain biking. Um, well, none of them really do competitive, but they all kind of just do it for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that leads me into one of my questions that I had listed for you was. What do your friends think about you racing bikes? They think it's really cool and interesting. Like I told them I did the 
the 18 mile thing at Dirty Circles. Yeah. And they were my actually my band teacher was really impressed in that, and then he literally like um, said it to the whole class. Oh, oh really? Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, your friends are impressed with that. Did yeah. they have any interest in coming out to watch you? Um, I don't even think I told them it was like Obra and like Dowd Cycling, but I don't really think they know really like that, that much means. about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys probably have like you know, your, your phones and stuff like that now yeah. and your, your ability to get on the computer. If we had like a, a YouTube channel that had all kinds of stuff that showed oh. like the different juniors going out and racing and the different race courses and kind of like a neat little video that could be fun. Do you think that that's something that your friends could watch that would get them excited to maybe say, Hey mom, dad, I want to go check this out. Or I want to go watch Deja. Or maybe I want to go be on this race team and, and race bikes too. Do you think that would be maybe, something that yeah, would help that, you out? Yeah, that's an idea. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Dang it. Now I, I really need to get this done, Matt. I need your help, buddy. Yes, we'll do it. We'll make <laughs> videos it'll let's, be fun let's talk more about youtube because i feel like we now actually have somebody who is in the generation where this is like how they consume media now okay. evan, <laughs> so. evan evan's the worst person to like <laughs> to ask know, any of these questions he yeah. he's younger than us mm-hmm. but he knows nothing yeah. about like the internet or anything like that this so. is this is new for me deja because usually i'm the youngest person on this podcast oh, this okay. is the first time i'm not the youngest person on this podcast <laughs> but and but she runs circles around you and yeah. she's <laughs> definitely a much more interesting person than i am so, so yeah you guys i mean people in middle school might not be using YouTube. They might be using Snapchat or Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it might be better to target those platforms. If you're like, Hey, I want to show my friends something on Instagram it might be easier than yeah. like YouTube. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but still video. Yeah, we post pictures on Instagram for yeah. the cycling team, just mm-hmm. not very much for the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. So um, do you ever show your friends on uh, Instagram any of the pictures that we post up there? Because uh, I think there's been a few pictures of you in there, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't think I've done uh, the biking yet, but I think I will soon. Nice. I just haven't. Mm-hmm. I don't really post that much on Instagram. I just look well, more. The so. dialed cycling team uh, Instagram page mm-hmm. though has pictures of yeah, you up yeah, there. So yeah. you should show your friends and say, hey, check me out. This is pretty cool, <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. We'll have to be sure to tag you in there next time. Do you, yeah. who, do you, who do you like to follow on Instagram? Um... Well, my friends, and then yeah. I like following the NBA thing. Cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then all the YouTubers I like. Nice. Okay, so, so Evan, no, you're this right. Is, this is a Look thing I want to ask about. Like, the type of YouTubers that you follow, like, who, who, who are your favorite YouTubers? Is that the term? Is it YouTubers? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, yeah. YouTubers. Yeah. Got it, got it. Good job, um, Good job Broken Millennial. Thank you, appreciate it. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> is David Dobrik. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What does he do? Um... He's really funny, but he's kind of, like, inappropriate, but yeah. he's, like, really, really funny. I assume that they all are. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> and then I like James Charles, um, Emma Chamberlain, mm-hmm. and Dang Matt Smith, and, like, a lot more. That's what cool. kind of content do they – what kind of videos do they make, though? Do well, they make more, like, an everyday thing. Like, they do, like, jokes, and they, like, do mostly – they usually have, like, friend groups yeah. that mm-hmm. they, like um, – say funny things with and it's just um like kind of like a vlog just entertainment yeah, kind of stuff yeah gotcha. okay okay well, and they sometimes do stupid they'll do, stuff they'll do competitions and stuff like that too so right so, so those people are just a lot funnier than us that's our problem yeah <laughs> well you know so they'll they'll usually have like their gang kind of mm-hmm. right and then yeah. they'll have like a little competition or something and they just make it they they make a story out of whatever it is you know like yeah it's great right it's it sounds cool very yeah. very funny and entertaining to watch yeah mm-hmm. yeah unlike my youtube channel <laughs> <laughs> which which one of them has the most subscribers um uh 
That's okay if you're wrong here. Like, We're wrong all I the think time. Don't worry. Liza Koshy. Okay. Yeah, she has like uh, fifteen. I don't, I think some something in the teens of yeah. million. Oh wow! Oh yeah. my goodness! And Jeez. she does like <laughs> sketch comedy stuff. Is Matt right? knows all this stuff. Yeah, and she yeah. used to be boyfriend and girlfriend with um, David Dobrik. Oh. Yeah. See, that's, I don't know everything. A little YouTuber relationship there. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> Matt, got a question? Uh, so, yeah, so definitely, like, in the same realm of conversation that we're already having, like, how do you think it might be best to get your friends involved in biking? Like, potentially, like, something that you could do, like, just invite them. Um, would... You know, would having a video help? Like, is what can we do to try and encourage some of your buddies just to come out and so you have more people to do it with? You know, we, we talked a little bit about, like, basketball and things like yeah. that. Like, that's something fun that you're going to do in the future. But how can we make cycling one of those options? I think I'll, like, talk to more of my sure. friends about it. And I don't – I can't really make them do oh, it. Oh, yeah. But no, we can force them. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But I'll, I'll definitely give them an idea, and then I'll tell them more about the team and how – we like doing things like together and mm -hmm. how it's really fun mm -hmm. and maybe they'll mm -hmm. say do something about it mm -hmm. with some with something like a pamphlet or something like that that they could get to their parents would that help yeah yeah you know because i'm sure the parents ultimately have to make some of the decisions whether yeah. or not it's like you know how they're spending their weekends or driving is still an issue and things like that yeah. for sure and they need to figure out all this biking stuff yeah it's pretty it's pretty tricky to figure it all out do yeah. you think your friends would like mountain biking a little bit better like if you guys were able to go and ride in the parks together on mountain bikes yeah i think they'll definitely like mountain biking or cycle cross yeah, you, you, yeah. You're, you're yeah. gonna get them to do cycle cross aren't yeah. you yeah oh yeah. yeah those are those are the fun you know and and, and i think even because we've talked about <laughs> this with matt were, were you there during matt's first cyclocross experience no, no they weren't. This was <laughs> a couple of years ago. This, this is something even with triathletes we've been trying to talk to is like getting the younger triathletes to do cyclocross because it's such a good sport for like bike handling and, you know, I'd like everything like that. Yeah. But the funny thing with cyclocross is anybody that's gone through it, they usually absolutely do not like it for the first, first time. I, oh, after yeah. three times, I crashed so many yeah. times. Yeah. <laughs> I've never I've heard like, anybody in their first race be like, that was awesome. I've watched some YouTube videos. Mm. Yeah. And I realized it was all my fault. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did not how to know how to take a corner. Right. I'm not supposed to speed through gravel and, to, right. you know, like all these things. And so I started watching all these tricks. And I'm like, oh, there is more to this than just racing. You right. actually mm -hmm. have to have technical skills to do it. And yeah. so then I actually stopped falling and actually became fun. Yeah. But I had to get through those first couple times of yeah. having mm -hmm. road rashes and oh, yeah. blood everywhere. That's why I'm so jealous of the kids who started this early because I was like, yeah. oh, God, that would have been a so much more fun experience and sport for everybody if you just started it younger. Yeah, yeah. the older you get, the harder the falls you know, yeah. feel for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a longer way to fall as you for, get taller. For an, old man like, for an old man like Lance, you know. He's only, he's only got a couple. The bike handling is by, by a little bit of uh, – skin rash oh, yeah. some, some road rash that's how you learn bike handling you gotta lose skin to learn how to handle a bike <laughs> Lance only really has like two it, Lance. more falls left in him too I think He's <laughs> but when you when you guys ask about cycling how to get them involved in cycling I really think what helped me mm -hmm. really fall in love with it was PIR really okay only because mm -hmm. my first race was at Montnoir mm -hmm. and um I had no idea what a road race was. Right. Mm -hmm. my, one of my friends said, hey, come do a road race. This was after the Brownsville TT ride, which is just on your own 
you know it's not really cycling it's just kind of like a good triathlon training Mm -hmm. he was trying to explain to me how time does not matter Mm. I'm like, how oh does God. my time no. not matter? I yeah. don't that makes sense, though, if you I haven't. don't understand. Yeah. I said, how, how does it not matter? And so I still didn't get it until I did the race. Right. Why time doesn't matter. Please, please tell us the story of that race. I'd like to know how you started that race. Did you just go yes. dead yes. from the gun? Yes. Yes. I did. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I took off like it's a race. Uh-huh. Quickly after the first lap, I was dropped. <laughs> <laughs> one trip up Plumley Road and, and taught you. Quite and it's <laughs> funny because one of the cyclists to help get me through it was her name was Jules, and she actually mm-hmm. had us connect with other riders, and we all connected together. And that was the first time I really learned about drafting. Yeah. It's from another cyclist. Right? It is and kind of an amazing thing that first time you get behind a wheel and you're like, oh my god, wow. This is why they do that on the Tour de France. <laughs> this makes sense yeah. now. <laughs> but, you know, I've never watched any cycling races. I never. Mm-hmm. That was my first. And then. So I think, you know, and this is a bit of a compliment, but it's also a bit of a deterrent for, I think, a lot of women. I think you're a little bit unique in that, like, one friend says, hey, let's go do this thing. And you're like, sure, let's do it. I don't think that that's normal. I think a lot of people, you know, guys or girls, just, I don't think that matters. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are automatically like, I don't know what that is. No, the answer is no. And you're mm-hmm. weird because yeah. you're like, hey, I, I usually am. Which is why you said, cool, which is yeah. awesome. This you're why just you like this world perfectly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> but when I think about a safe place to go do it is at PIR. So yeah. anybody I yeah. who's recruit. interested yeah. in it, it's it's not on the road. It's and for kids, it's it's it, that was the place that she enjoyed it the most. Even mm-hmm. though oftentimes mm-hmm. she was on her own, it's still you know a, a little over a mile, two mile loop. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and you yeah. get to see people more. If you have people there cheering you, you get to see them every mile, which yeah. I know for you is a lot nicer than going on like an 18-mile just loop yeah. road race where you don't see anybody for a long time. Yeah. So. What really helped me want to bike more was the Westerfields because when oh, I, I met yeah. Summer first in PIR, and I really like – and then I got introduced to a Hunter, and then yeah. it was I just really like biking with them. They yep. make it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good having other friends out there that you can do all that stuff with. And those yeah. kids, they show up to pretty much everything. Every so you're race. almost like guaranteed that and you're going to see the Westerfields out there to race. And she did say the word fun there, which I feel yeah. like as you get older and you're like us, we kind of forget that part of it. But yeah, when you're in sixth grade, like you just want to have fun with, with what your you're friends. doing. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to have fun with social. your friends. Yeah, it's, it's got to be social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the hardest thing for you in cycling? Deja. Um, probably getting bored, especially with uh, road biking. I oh, get really yeah. bored fast because I'm alone and yeah. there's not really much to do. Okay, so the road stuff is kind of boring for you, yeah. Unless mm-hmm. it's at PIR. Yeah. Okay. You know how to, you mm-hmm. know how to cure boredom is by uh, doing a hundred mile century on a trainer. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, that guy and every did. time you're out on the road, you'll so this week, it's that's like he sat on Zwift for a hundred miles oh. twice this past weekend. It's like six hours. One one was outdoor. It was a couple weeks ago when I did the other one. Oh, so <laughs> there wasn't two of them this weekend. And he like one okay, one, one was it? one century was outdoor. One century oh, was okay, indoor. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. He'll like he'll point yeah. the bike at the wall and just. He's no a, TV. He's like a crazy person. But yeah. you do when it's going downhill. You do just coast, right? You, you just take your well, feet off so the pedal. And I, just I actually don't even use Zwift either. So I like I I just have my like constant tension on there and I watch a lot of YouTube videos. See, so I watch the That's YouTube why. too, but not like I don't do the YouTubers thing. Yeah. Maybe I should. Who would be the one YouTuber I should I should follow? Um, if you had to pick one. I think you should watch someone like Casey Neistat. 
Because he's like, Why does do you know who he is? <laughs> oh, he's just like a YouTuber guy. He's not, He. I mean, he. he's, I don't know. I think you would like him. Okay. He's not, okay. Um, he's kind of like pretty high up. I think he's got. Over 10 million. Yeah, <laughs> over 10 million. He's one of the top YouTubers. Oh, wow. and That's but, so many people. But he does a good job with okay. his stuff. Okay, I'll I'll take a peek. But maybe maybe something more funny would be better. Yeah, what I like is watching react videos like. Oh yeah. React. Reaction time. Dang, Matt Smith does that. And then there's there's also react. There's FBE, which they like when you react to different like they react to different foods like they eat them or like they react to different videos. Oh okay okay. Like it's fun to like just watch to see what they react and how you react. Are they the ones who do the like they'll take a group of old people and they'll play like Selena Gomez to them and then they have to react to the those songs? Uh yeah there's one that's like keep dancing or try not to keep dancing. Okay yeah. okay yeah. There's a lot of like try not to laugh videos. Yeah, try not yeah. to laugh. Yeah. Okay. Got you, it. you might enjoy that. Okay. Might, maybe yeah. on your trainer. Trainer I'll give ride. it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Matt, you got another question for us? Um, yeah. I mean, the main stuff that I am super interested in is trying to get like more youth involved and kind of like, you know, what steps we can do, you know, whether that's like a YouTube video or um, maybe some sort of pamphlet that we can do that yeah. to, you know, try to kind of connect with the parents or things like yeah. that. Um, but yeah, do you think that, uh, that your friends would be interested in potentially something like PIR or you, you mentioned cyclocross. Do you think PIR is a, an easier, safe step I think, or I think if they start in PIR, they'll know to like cyclocross more. So like, yeah, mm. start at PIR. Start at PIR. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. That's, uh, I think that's a good place to start too, because they have some like dedicated fields for juniors. They do have some coaching that goes on out there. At least they used to, um, where the the people that are that are new, like the novices or the juniors, even can jump in and they'll they'll actually ride with them through. Even though it's, I don't think it's an official race. They're, they're still out there, kind of racing. And the coaches are walking them through the process and teaching them all the, the little nuances that go into that race. So that's a good place to start. Um, what was your thought after your very first cyclocross race? And which race was it? Um, my first cyclocross race was the Alpenrose. Okay. And I went really, <laughs> really, really slow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and mo- I didn't like fall or anything, so uh-huh. I like it wasn't bad for me. It was actually fun because like I was just going really slow, and I and I actually liked how it was all like technical yeah. and like different. Yeah. yeah. Was that one of the uh, cyclocross crusades, or was it a date at the dairy? Uh, day at the dairy. Date yeah. at the dairy. Gotcha. Very cool. Blind date. Blind date at the Blind dairy. Date Sorry. At the dairy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lance. <laughs> Jesse, what was your first cyclocross race? Uh, it was one of the the first series ones, but I always forget the name. The GP series. Yes. Yes. So David Douglas, maybe, or Hetmere. Yes, it was, it was David Douglas. Okay. I think David Douglas was the only, my first and only cyclocross, also. <laughs> so. And, I, and I remember I was borrowing a bike, and it was my first experience, and I just. You got first, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just went. I just went all out. And, and this I and this was when you were still learning. You're like, what is a cyclocross? I don't. Do I have to yeah, get on my bike yeah. at some point? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of works a little I bit easier. I think I was just kind of lucky in that one. It wasn't so technical. So, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I'm just. Not, I'm remembering that was. I think that was the first time that you and I had met each other mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still busted up and probably wearing a sling back then. Still, yeah. <laughs> fun mm-hmm. stuff. So that was your first cross race, huh? Yeah. That was okay. My first wow. Yeah. You have to excuse me. I, I don't remember a lot of stuff from that time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do and I <laughs> don't. <laughs> Too many pain. He was, on a, he was on a couple of things. Concussions <laughs> yeah. and yeah, just in my own world. Um, so moving forward, um, how would you, I guess, 
tell more women to come out and give like PIR or uh, cyclocross a, a chance and give it a go and say this is something that you should try. What what are your thoughts on that, Jesse? I mean, um, again, I go kind of by what happened to me last yeah. year with Jules is how she came while I was racing and worked with me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I recognize how much of an impact she had on me to continue cycling. So anytime I talk to other people who did cycle cross or do do one or the other, I encourage them to go out and try one or the other to try to experience it. And um, a lot of them said they're interested to at least try. So a lot of the cycle cross um, girls and women, I said, come try PIR because they were unsure about road racing. And then same thing with uh, some of the road racing. And I said, well, you should try just the one the just the cross races at pir because actually those are less technical mm. and they're a lot safer you don't fall as much at least that's what people told me yeah. i mean mm-hmm. i don't yeah. know who's falling yeah, but it's yeah. one of the simpler courses so starting uh-huh. somewhere where you don't feel like you're failing as much f- mm-hmm. at first i think is a safer place than just throwing them that blind date which is where my well, some of my Oops. first racing was yeah. <laughs> and i fell yeah so walking into that scene though can be pretty intimidating um, for anybody, let alone a woman that's um, you know maybe somewhat new to cycling or has been riding bikes for a little while and and wants to maybe tip their toe or dip their toe into the the pools of uh, road bike racing. Um, how how do we go about bringing down that level of anxiety or that that apprehension of wanting to get into the the sport of racing bicycles? Uh, is it more of like you got to maybe hold their hand a little bit more or is there something that we could provide for them that would help them um, feel more comfortable coming out there and at least just trying it? Again, I noticed that when the most women raced at PIR was when there was incentives involved, mm-hmm. whether it was money yeah, yeah, or prizes. It's not the reason I go out for races, right? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I think that someone helps bring the ones that are capable of doing it who are doing already out more. Mm-hmm. And then when they come out more, they talk to other people who then tell other people to come out more. And um, I think that just whether it's in bike shops, whether it's in any, just keep on bringing up the fact that here's these opportunities to race. Mm-hmm. And here's totally. some of the benefits of doing it. And um, it is it is kind of a scary thing to go out on the road for me, like for most oh, yeah. women. So mm-hmm. that I think is, yeah. but again, when you say, well, okay, yes, going out on the ride, group, group rides, do, but there's PIR races. There's, there's these options. You can start here and then slowly you kind of build up a community mm-hmm. and then the more mm-hmm. you race, the more you tell somebody else and then it right. just kind of spreads. And you, and you having your toe kind of dipped into both the triathlon and the cycling world, I think, I think in the triathlon world, there's a really healthy, large population of women who are strong cyclists. I think it's just maybe starting to tap into that group and say like, hey, this this season, maybe in your spring, jump into a couple road races. You know, I mean, and those are people who already are biking and have really good fitness. It's just they probably have like, you know, the TT bike and haven't actually bought the road bike yet. And, and with a lot of those people that I've ran into triathlon, I... They, they seem interested, mm-hmm. but then a lot of the times they're so involved in their own training and their yeah. own family, and there's, but it's something they, they see as a future for them mm-hmm. because a lot of them, as you get older in triathlon, there's certain, like running, for instance, and they see cycling as something they can do long-term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah, it's all like swimming in that sense. I've seen because I've heard, heard a lot of people always swim with. They'll be like, oh yeah, I'll jump in like master swimming races. You know, like once I'm once once running breaks me down. That that that, that does always seem the thing is that like as soon as running has completely destroyed me, I guess I'll go to cycling or swimming. I think it's just you know having that happen earlier. I think is another just another avenue there for for an already groomed group of people. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Lance, you got any questions? Jesse, you uh, you've done just about every kind of cycling there is. You've done time trials. You've done uh, triathlon. You've done cyclocross. You've done road racing. You've done circuit racing. You've done mountain, mountain biking, bike yeah. racing. Yeah. What what's your favorite? Gosh, that's a that's a hard question. I I can tell you what I least don't like is is, is the road races because again, you're I'm often end up by myself. At least last year I did. It'd be you're, nice you're, if I could yeah. actually have. Road races are best with teammates, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Um, but every time I get into like a, start a new PIR or something, I'm, I'm like, I love this. Or when I get yeah. sick, I'm like, this is the best. Or so it's almost anything that I get involved in in the moment. It's really hard to pick each one because they're mm-hmm. all so different to me. So it's like the beginning of each season is your favorite? Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's, <laughs> that's the same way for me as the beginning of every season. It's whatever well, sport yeah, that is. Because yeah. it is nice because I'm like, okay, here's road racing. Okay. And here's when track starts. Oh, and here's when PIR starts. And oh, so do, you, do, you, do you do the Portland track cycling too? Yeah. yeah you so you forgot that one. She Lance. really does that's, everything. That's, oh, yeah, that's number eight. Yeah. That, there sorry. you go. <laughs> Making us look like a bunch of schleps here. I know. See, I feel <laughs> One very lazy on my bicycle right now. <laughs> gotcha. Evan, you got any other question? Um, would you ever want to try track cycling? Uh, I I did, uh-huh. but uh, I was I wasn't ready to go on the wall yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, and they couldn't find the right fit bike for me. But I I want to, but it just seems a little scary since the like if you crash, it's really bad. Yeah, it's pretty hard surface yeah, there, isn't that, it? <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't really like the whole gr- like all together group thing. Like mm-hmm. in road biking, the PIR, you get like when they're all so close to each other. I don't mm-hmm. like that either. We witnessed a pretty bad crash, so yeah. that was didn't it? help. Okay, yeah. <laughs> was it in the juniors or was it? No, um, it was in the adults group. Mm-hmm. It, it it was three people, four people involved mm-hmm. and. One of one, them was pretty serious. Yeah, one broke eight ribs. Oh, eight I remember ribs. hearing about that. Yeah, well, that's a lot of ribs. <laughs> I think uh, we have a, another local cyclist here, Eric Anderson. Was he a part of that? And his like the the frame like snapped or like the fort snapped on oh, that. Oh, yeah, like all of their um, tires, like that. Literally, all of their tires like broke, and their bikes were like really bad. Yeah, and I remember the guy that broke all the ribs. He had to go to the hospital, yeah, and yeah. he was like a day or two away from starting his new job, and didn't have insurance for this very short time of period. And it was like two days before he started his new insurance, so it all fell on him. That was yeah. so unfortunate. And so the guy like that <coughs> flew in the air and bumped his head. He yeah. was like actually the best. Like he like was really secure. Uh-huh. Like nothing was bad. He might have had a little concussion, but he remembered everything. Yeah. And he literally, like, bonked his head on the ground, but he was, like, totally fine. Yeah, and I think he was the one who, like, snapped his bike in half. Yeah, yeah, that was him. Yep, I remember hearing all about that one. I was like, ugh. Oh, boy. (laughs) Got the heebie-jeebies from that one. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, uh, Lance, any other questions, bud? Uh, I don't don't have any others. All right. How about you, Matt? Yeah, so so you have a sister. Mm -hmm. Is she interested in biking at all? Nope. She no, she, well, can't convince her. She 
I think she kind of still goes, but she's really into CrossFit. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. 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 She yeah. said she might do track this year. Oh, yeah. cool. She did track in middle school, so. Well, track biking. Oh, the track biking. Oh. Track biking. <laughs> right. Okay, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Um, Evan, do you have another question for him? Yeah. You, so you get something like so it's on it's your tongue. <laughs> yeah. W- with I, I'm starting to find it. I'd, I'd be. Have you done CrossFit before at all? Yes. I have. Yes. Yeah. I see so many similarities between like the triathlon and I'll blunt the cycling world there and CrossFit too. I feel like CrossFit, like socially, gets a bad name, but I actually really like kind of what it's done for just getting people into like a competitive nature with fitness. Because I feel like fit like. There's entirely too many people that just go out to the gym and like work out for 30 minutes. And I'm doing air quotes over here because you're not. You're just listening to music on your phone and doing three sets of 10. You and definitely work towards a progression towards yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. There, there's like some goal base out of it, mm-hmm. which I do love. And me even being a physical therapist, I hate when other people are like, oh, the exercises are bad or they try to talk down to personal trainers. I'm like, fitness isn't some like massive uh, like algorithm that you have to figure out. Just go out and move more. And that's, I mean, in like you you have a varied history of endurance sports and strength training so you can speak to that yeah know? and again crossfit it, ch- it changes so much because i mean they focus on so many different things every year like the year i went in the years i they focused a lot more on olympic lifting mm-hmm. and this is the first time i was i knew anything about it so you learn all these movements and that it's not all based upon how strong you are mm-hmm. again it's about technique yeah so i mean yeah. there's so much more i learned from that but then over time again i, I think i like the long-term goals like one big race a year yeah yeah <laughs> every single 30, time 30 every single time exercises. every <laughs> single time you go in it's a competition yeah you're like yeah that, that is you're like every sunday you're going in whole new exercises you don't even have any any clue how to prepare for it during the week like, okay you got five minutes to see how many you can do and you're all competing against each other for that day and yeah gotcha I have another question for you. Do you guys have any specific goals? I think Jesse kind of alluded to mm-hmm. a, com- a couple of these, but any specific goals for 2019 for this year? Um, well, I, I want to really go to like all the races so I can be up there with the Westerfields. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And in cycle cross, I want to beat a lot of people. Good. It's oh, a good goal. That's such a good goal. I just want to beat a lot of people this year. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a plan on how you're going to get to be faster to beat all these people? Well, I have my new bike and nice. I want to like, like, I don't really know yet, but I just want to try to go a little bit faster, like give my all mm-hmm. and like, like be as cautious as I can because I know like you can, you can easily crash. And yeah. Cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not a matter of if, but when it's going to happen. Yeah. So you, you yeah. just, you, you crash in the sport. It just happens. But yeah. as long as you're out there, a riding your bike, that's the first and foremost thing you got to yeah. go out and you got to ride and then you got to mm-hmm. start riding a little bit more, but then you got to start making it make a little bit of sense. So you have to have kind of a plan and I'm sure your mom can definitely help you with this, Yeah. but, um, you know, using stuff like Zwift is a really good thing. So to hear you say, Hey, I'm riding on Zwift. That tells me she's taking this seriously. Oh, so she's going to crush this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. about you, Jesse? Any 2019 goals? Uh, I definitely want to cat up to cat three before mm-hmm. the season's over for road, for road. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Baker City, I want to kill that hill. And I already <laughs> talked, I already told people, I'm going to get to that top of the hill and I'm going to go run five miles. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's my goal. So, so you're going to do the race and then throw on your running shoes? I'm going to go through. Oh, yes, you're one of those people. I love that. <laughs> I used to do it with road racing all the time. People will look at you so weird. Because <laughs> everybody's going to be dying, yeah. right? And I yeah. just want to, because I should be able to. Yeah. I mean, I'm doing, 
Ironman Canada. I'm doing, yeah. you know, over 8,000 feet of climbing. Yeah. I should be able to climb that hill. But so that, that, that 84 miles is like, so, I mean, and, and you've done, like, you know, there's such a difference between like racing on your bike 84 miles. That's going to be awesome. You should like bring your GoPro with you to like film people's reactions as you're running right by me. Oh, um, here's another question for you, Jesse. What was your takeaway after joining us for the 2019 team training camp this year? <clears throat> so, um, I didn't know anything about training camp, like what it was mm-hmm. going to entail. Mm-hmm. And so I had no expectations. I had no idea. It definitely was interesting because I feel like our top cyclists went to that training camp mm-hmm. because I felt like yeah. I was like, I struggled to keep up with the group. Um, and, um, but when I started doing more research on training camps, I realized that, um, a training camp is you kind of throw all everything out the window, right? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be a week where you just go all out. Like there's not supposed to be a lot of structure. You're just supposed to just go all out in it. And so Mm -hmm. after understanding that point to it, I realized that that's kind of what we did every single day was like it was so i did it was like the first 10 miles every day i was like every day i got i would get dropped in the first 10 miles everybody went out hammering it why are you guys doing this to me i had this whole idea of we're doing 60 miles a day i have to preserve that's a triathlon mindset right like we're like that is true that's a really I do feel like this is pro like, oh, who would attack in the first ten miles on the first little roller? Yeah, that'd probably be Lance. <laughs> but then when yeah, I realized that the yeah. people who are riding like John Hadfield and I think these are mm-hmm. Jordan and all yeah, these they're strong yeah. cyclists. Yeah. Sir Head. Yeah. I mean these are fast. Couple real strong climbers yeah. there. Yeah. Real strong climbers. That was a fun week and it was definitely a workout for a lot of us. So mm-hmm. you weren't the only one feeling that way. And even those strong guys their takeaway from it was, man, I, I kicked my own butt or I got my butt kicked. So it was uh, a, a common sentiment felt across mm-hmm. the whole uh, camp with everybody there. And the fact that you were even like on that <laughs> trip, complete that amount of hours yeah. means you're clearly ready for the Ironman Whistler bike, like right now, probably as of today, let alone yeah. over the next. I think she had more months. You guys she had? did the longest. She ride did. Of Jesse of had like Jesse's adventure. <laughs> yeah, I think well, she had the longest the ride mile? of the group. What was the mileage? It was like one. 15 to 114, 10,000 feet plus. So you basically did the Ironman Whistler bike. What are we five months out from? It was so nice down there. I mean, we Uh picked out the perfect location for hills. That was great for training. Yeah. Yeah. And we found some pools and we ran a little bit. It was good. It was really fun. Yeah. Were you running with him when you got there? That's who who was keeping you company. Thank Mm -hmm. God. At least there was one other psychopath out there with you. Yep. She swam with me also. It was good. Yep. Very cool. A couple times. It was good. So mm-hmm. after we're uh, done with Whistler Canada, it's all things cycling, right? Right. That, that's right? my plan. <laughs> but you know, I always, I always that say point. that. Sure. I always say that. And then that. someone will invite her to do something, and she'll be, yeah, sure, whatever, <laughs> let's do it. You want to go crush it? You want to go to Santa Cruz seventy three in September, maybe? Sure. <laughs> Just <laughs> say no. Yeah, sure. Deja, do you have any interest in doing triathlons? Nope. Oh, thank you. Oh, I, like, I like her we'll that ch- much more. <laughs> we'll, we'll change your mind. We can oh. I don't like swimming or running. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, do you ever find it difficult to manage doing, well, uh, just managing being a triathlete and getting yourself sharpened to do what you're getting ready to go do? Do you find it difficult, um, you know, just getting through life in general? I mean, I, I'm watching my wife get ready for a sprint and, and potentially maybe like a, 
I don't know, like a couple, like a duathlon, and uh, ultimately, I think she wants to do an, uh, an Olympic. But mm-hmm. um, she's fatigued all the time because she's always out, you know, like doing swimming and biking and running. I know there's an acclimation phase going through um, that she's going through right now with the, the mm-hmm. running, or not the running, but the uh, swimming and the riding component. But how how do you manage your days when you're out? You know, training and doing all the racing for for bikes, and then you're doing the the triathlon stuff. How are you getting through your days? Um, I take a lot of short naps <laughs> whenever I good can. Approach. Ooh, I need to try that. That's a good approach. <laughs> Even if it's just closing like my eyes, like a ten minute or yeah. just like yeah. knock them out. Oh, that's like a skill set to be able to do that. <laughs> and so it kind of like reboots. I I, I kind of joke. I'm like, I need to press the reboot button. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like having a goal for the day and saying okay this is when i'm going to do it it's mm-hmm. I, it's always a struggle it's always a struggle to yeah. do but once you get started what time do you wake up in the morning usually what's your um, what's your alarm set up and again i got up here this morning at five five yeah but if i don't have to get up and train at five i probably wake up around seven okay yeah. okay got it now do you like kind of late evening stuff usually no i'm not usually I've never morning been a late yeah evening person because if i do i will stay up all night okay yeah, yeah. what time do you typically yeah. go to bed um i would say anywhere between nine and ten okay gotcha. got it yeah. yeah you almost have to that's and that's the 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 other part is i see some people who have you know who are balancing the juggling the three or four balls at that point they try to take away the sleep <laughs> lance that was lance how much <laughs> yeah. how much were you sleeping during your iron man training phase while still having a family oh yeah, five hours a night was yeah. pretty average. That just can't work. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Okay, um, another question here. Um, we're getting close to the end of the, the list of questions, um, at least for me. Um, what can we do to make cycling cool? <laughs> and do you think that cycling is cool? You told me that your friends like think it's cool that you're out racing yeah. bikes, but do you think cycling in, in general is cool? Do is that yeah, actually, I actually do think it's cool, especially with other people. And I just, I like doing it because of the people that I meet, and they really make me want to do it more. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think it is cool. And it's something, like, original, too, right? Yeah. I, know, I mean, like, y- younger kids these days, you guys kind of like being your own individuals and yeah. everything, and doing and you're doing something that, you know, is, is pretty unique. Like, everybody plays basketball and plays soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when I was growing up, I played soccer. Everybody played soccer, yeah. you know? So yeah. We call those the staple sports. Your basketball, mm. baseball, soccer, and football. Like, everybody does that. And, like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're playing football. Cool. Um, yeah. But when you tell people that you're a cyclist, that's kind of neat. That's unique. You're like, oh, really? You, yeah. you race bicycles? So, yeah. I mean, how can we make that with kids? How can we make that a little bit more mainstream where they're saying like, hey, like, I don't want to play baseball or soccer. I want to go ride bikes. I want to go race bicycles. Well, you know, I like the people. The food is also a good thing motivator. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just tell me they have to eat more food. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think like just getting the word out that like there's teams you can get on. I mean, it really goes off of people's aesthetics, like Mm -hmm. what they've done with their family or how they've been raised or stuff. Mm -hmm. So it really Mm -hmm. matters on like what they've done. So you you can give them an idea if they don't want to do it, they don't have to do it. But if they are interested into it, you can definitely give them like more ideas and how it works and Mm -hmm. what's happening. Yeah. Are are our ju- uh, jerseys cool enough? Yeah, they yeah. are. Okay, yeah, okay, cool. good. Yeah. That's also. And do kids still use the word "cool"? Is that still a thing? Yeah. Is okay, cool, good. cool still cool. Is cool yeah. still cool? Okay, we, good. We kind of <laughs> say it with a K now, though. Uh. Like 
a lot of people cool. will, like, yeah, K. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, got it. Okay. <laughs> we should probably learn these things first yeah, before man. trying to be cool. Yeah. We got a long way to go, don't we, Evan? Long yeah. way to be cool. Yeah. yeah. Deja, do you have any questions for us? Um, I'm going to put you on the spot. How about I let you think about that for a okay. second? Yeah. And, I, and Jesse, you know what's coming next. Jesse, do you have any questions for us? Um, so what are some of our plans that we have in mind for some of the areas that we're going to help train kids at? So mm-hmm. we've got our junior development program that I'm feverishly working on trying to get that rolled out. And the... Um, the biggest thing that I'm kind of confronted with right now is personally finding time, but I'm doing that. I'm making the time. I've kind of sketched out a, a, a rough schedule, and I'm going to get all of the kids together. Um, I'm leaving to be gone on my own spring break with my kids next week, and, and while I'm gone, I'm going to start sending out the notifications to the kids so that they can start attending some of these meetings. But getting the meetings on, underway and then getting the kids tested because we want to figure out some of their power numbers so that when we have them doing homework assignments on stuff like Zwift or just working on the trainers that they're working on or wherever it might be, we have a good idea of where they're at. We have like a benchmark that we can start to gauge their fitness on. And then we'll start scheduling in um, regular meetings. And we're going to be doing bike handling skills. We're going to be, and by bike handling, I'm not talking about just riding on the dirt. We're talking about maybe going, not maybe, we will be going to like parking lots and there will be different drills that the kids are going to work on, you know, slow speed, high speed, turning, handling, sighting, the the whole gamut. So we're going to be doing fun stuff. Um, And then we're going to get the kids in, once we get a, a good foundation for them figured out, we'll have programs for them to start following and then we will be putting races on the schedule and then kind of reverse engineer and say, all right, here's your homework assignment. You're going to be doing this this week and, and so on and so forth, and it will progress forward naturally. And here's when we're going to be meeting. Here's where we're going to be meeting, and we would love to see you make it to as many of them as you possibly can. And then we're going to start to develop the kids. Um, the way that we have it set up, to with our team is we are a nonprofit entity now, so we can continually fundraise. And the goal is is to be able to offset the cost for the kids as much as possible. So like if, if we can pay for race entry fees for um, kids just to get them coming out, okay, well, now that becomes less of a burden for the parents um, as opposed to going and playing soccer where you're going to have to you know pay God knows how much money for the kids to go play the sport. Well, we can like your your games, your competition. We're gonna hopefully be able to offset that and pay for that for them, so that they can go out and just enjoy the race and have fun. Um, so we're that that's all coming into focus, and the the goal is to be ready for PIR because I think that that's the best place for the kids to go ahead and start road racing. I don't think necessarily getting them out there right now um, to do the different races that that are on the the schedule are the best thing for the kids that are new to the sport. There are some kids that have some experience. So yeah, we can definitely get them out there, but um, (coughs) getting them into PIR is going to be a good, safe quasi semi quasi controlled environment where we can say we're going to go out there and do laps and we don't have to worry about cars and all that other fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And then that will segue into doing short track, which is the, the mountain bike racing that we do out there. And then that will basically flow into the cyclocross stuff. And then um, throughout the, all this racing, we're going to be working on getting your road bike skills up to snuff and, and teaching you guys how to, um, you know, race road bikes, how to safely ride road bikes. And the goal would be then for the kids to be able to go out and do like a full season or the a lot of the races that we offer here in the Pacific Northwest um, when the road racing season starts up again in 2020. So that's kind of the plan that we have um, that we're going to 
be putting the kids out there for the kids to follow. And then we need to do, and, and by we, I mean me, and hopefully some other people will help put out good information for the kids to see. So I think if you have something that you can tangibly see, like we've got cool stuff up on like a YouTube video and we've been putting together videos and we're going to capture all of the stuff of the process of teaching the kids. Um, I think that we can attract more kids to the sport and hopefully, and it, it's not just a self-serving thing where we want Dial to be the only game in town that does uh, a junior development program. I want all of the teams that are interested in putting together a junior program to, uh, you know, do the same thing. You know, you can use any anything that we've put together. If you want to, if you want information on how to start a nonprofit, if you want information on how to, you know, build a team, or if you have input on how we could better run our team too, we'll take that as well. But anything that we've we've put together, our game plan that we will constantly finesse over the course of time. Anything that they want to build their own junior development team, that would be even better because what's what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Um, if we can get all the teams putting their uh, their best foot forward to get more juniors out there, it's only going to promote the sport on a whole, uh, the sport on a whole. And mm -hmm. um, if I can, through the course of this process, get more parents involved, um, that would be great too because that's just a great way to get more kids. And it's just this like cyclical process of getting more people out there mm -hmm. racing bikes. So. Well, I've noticed that too because of a lot of the parents that are on dial, they bring, bring the, kids the kids into it, just yes. like other teams. Yep, mm -hmm. they could start doing the same thing. Yep, mm -hmm. it, it's it's just a simple process. So, um, and a lot of times, like the parents didn't want to, and it's just been trying to encourage them, like, no, bring them out. I don't doesn't matter if they don't have any experience, bring them out. We will work with them. We'll try and get them up to speed. So, mm -hmm. you guys are a perfect example, and I love seeing you out there racing your bike. It's awesome, Deja. Thanks. So, okay, do you have do you have a question for me now? Um, what made you want to do biking? Oh, wow. That, oh, yeah. That's a good question because I didn't have, um, my, my family, they, they weren't into b riding bikes. I was just this kid and I used to live on this, like, uh, like a grove kind of farm where we had like oh. citrus fruits and stuff like that. And there was just dirt roads everywhere. And for whatever reason, I, I learned to ride a bike when I was pretty young and I, that's how I got around. Um, oh. so I would ride all over the, the property and I just loved riding bikes. And as I got older, probably a little bit younger than you. Um, w once we didn't live on that grove, we lived closer to town. That, that's how I would go to see all my friends. And back in the day, for me, um, my parents were busy doing stuff and it wasn't uncommon for kids just to be gone all day. Like, all right, I'll see you at dinner tonight. And I was gone all day long. That's yeah. how I got around. That's how I'd go see all my friends and we would go have our adventures. And, and that's really what kind of hooked me. And then as I got older, I'm like, I, all my friends stopped riding their bikes. I'm like, I still like riding my bike. So I would go out go for rides and my friends thought I was crazy because I would just get on my mountain bike and I didn't have a road bike back in the day and I'd go ride 20 or 30 miles and they're like why are you doing that <laughs> because it's fun so yeah. how about you guys Matt and Evan go ahead Matt yeah I had a doctor that was like you should take a break from running <laughs> yes. and uh and I was like oh that's a horrible idea and um so I like literally I was like tomorrow I will I will not run I'll take a day off of running and I was like but I have to have a bike you know, in a pool to swim in because, you know, ultimately I was like, I don't want to do nothing. Uh, I was so addicted to running, you know, I was so used to running, you know, very, very regularly um, that um, I got a bike. It was not the right size. I just bought it anyway. And the, the guy that was selling to me was like, don't you want to, don't you want to test it out? And I was like, yeah, I, gotta, I don't have time. I got to just take this bike. <laughs> I got to take it home. Uh, so I took it home and I and went around. It was a 58 centimeter. It was. <laughs> it was 58 actually. It was, it? it was too big. Yeah. And, uh, but I rode that bike for like two years and, um, it was great. I went, um, I think I first 
ride. You know, I mean, I'd ridden as a youth or whatever, but this is like first bike ride with helmets and everything. And so, yeah, that was like, go around the lake, you know, like just learn about biking, uh, you know, by doing it. And then, um, and then slowly getting into triathlon kind of when I was allowed to run again, I was biking and swimming. So that's how I got into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've, I've told the story on here before, so I'll tell another part of it. But my, my mom was a, was a triathlete and an ultra marathon runner. And my dad was a cyclist. So I grew up watching the Tour de France. So I watched a lot of pro bike racing and loved it. But when I was around your age and maybe a little bit younger, I actually skateboarded a lot. So I used to skateboard everywhere, kind of like Jake. We would go down to the skate park, and I would spend my whole day at the skate park. And I was around a lot of people who rode BMX. And after crashing my skateboard enough and getting enough concussions and banging my knees enough, I was like, you know, I don't think this sport's good, like, long-term. So I decided that I would get into a sport like triathlon. I actually got into triathlon and cycling at the same time. So when I was, I think, 17 or 18, I think I was 18, is when I started actually racing both sports at the same time. So... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I got into it for fun first. Yeah. yeah. My my <laughs> uncle did skate. Does, well, he kind of does still, but he used to do it a lot more. He does uh, skateboarding too. Uh huh. Nice. Yeah. I used to love skateboarding. It's there. Th- there's something fun about going fast on your bicycle and going fast on a skateboard. That's very comparable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you, Lance? Oh, uh, when I was an old man of 33 years old, my <laughs> wife. <laughs> My wife decided she wanted to do a triathlon, and I thought, hey, I want to do a triathlon with you. So I started doing triathlons with my wife, and during the process of doing triathlons for five years, I realized that A, running is no good, and B, swimming is just for the fishes, but C, the cycling guys were really fun. So that's why I ended up cycling so much. Nice. Mm -hmm. Cool. (laughs) Any other questions, you two? No. All right. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those of you not sitting here with us, they're shaking their heads. No. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Let's jump into one last thing, Lance. One last thing is. Um. I guess my my one thing I wanted to share that I didn't get to share on the last podcast uh, last week was I I spent a week in in Hawaii uh, for spring break with my kids and um, I got to. I, I got to ride several of the sections of the Hawaii Ironman course. Oh, cool. And my, my one favorite ride while I was up there um, was the section from Kauai High up to Havi. And that's like the very oh, end yeah. of, the, of the ride out before you, the turnaround. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's like a five-mile uphill section up to Havi. But then from Javi, there was this fantastic road called the Kohala Mountain Road, and it was 15-mile climb from there on up before you got to bomb down, and that that was just a phenomenal time. That that ride was one of my favorites in the world, I think. Wow. It was very cool. What, what kind of yeah. climb was that? It was 15 miles. Was it constantly going up, or were there some dips in it? Yeah. Or? Uh, no, it was pretty much uh, steady climbing for 15 miles, okay. but not not real steep. The first section was like 10%, you know, for the first like mile and a half. And then beyond there, it was only about 4 to 6%. So oh, it that's was a just wheelhouse a, right there. You probably just jammed up that. Uh, it was just a, a pleasant, just fantastic climb. I loved it. That You posted a video of that one on Instagram, I think. And I did, a little yeah, time lapse. A little time lapse. Yeah. A little time left, so you can check it out. And it looks like a real steady climb. Yeah, i got to go yeah. catch up on the old book face. I haven't been on there yeah, <laughs> very much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little too busy. So, Evan, one last thing. 
one last thing for me is thank you for both of you coming here and me personally being so I'm kind of excited to see some of the road racing with the juniors this year. Yeah. Like I'm I'm gonna fan plug that and say I'm excited with what Jake's been doing with a with a development team and I mean we've got you know the Westerfields we got you we got Nels we got a lot of young you know yeah. young and really I think motivated kids on a team yeah. which is gonna be fun to see. Yep, that's uh, that's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Deja, one last thing. What? Yeah, you know, last little parting thoughts for us. Um. Well, I'm just really excited for this year, and like just any race would be like I'm just really excited for all of them, especially cyclocross because I'm really excited to like ride my new bike and then see yeah. Sydney and Caden and then any new people that join yeah really cool yeah. and you're gonna be out there for the pir stuff when that starts up too yeah. right yeah that's yeah. gonna be fun to see you out there i will uh, come out and definitely watch and cheer you guys on <laughs> yeah. jesse one last thing um well i know that between me and deja we're gonna help you with points this year I'll yes yeah. <laughs> that's cool yes you helped us out a ton last year cyclocross stuff you guys were just, just like keep burying the competition gobbling just up burying points. Them. <laughs> <laughs> matt one last thing um, I've, uh, posted a couple new videos and things like that, uh, in the past couple weeks, there was one that I think it's a, a, it was a little bit aloof. It was kind of like one critical mistake that can kill your critical race or something like that. I don't know, mm-hmm. but the, you know, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you. It's basically like kind of what we had talked about, um, a couple weeks prior sure. about like, don't try anything new on race day that you haven't tested or whatever, things like that. Like, um, uh, the one guy that I talked about in the video of like trying on trying clip in pedals in his first like triathlon race mm-hmm. or whatever it was and just just falling and crashing just like really tough stuff but it can be a lot more simple than that too mm-hmm. um so that video and then the video that uh, should be live depending on you know um when this uh podcast gets posted is um like working out with kids um and it's not necessarily like working out with them but just like hey if you're watching kids you know how do you sneak a workout in um kind of excited about that one uh, if I can get that one posted, making a video to the first part of that that, that it's yeah. not about would be kind of fun too. Working out with kids, with, working out with yeah. kids would be awesome yeah. as well. And this one is like, um, so I've had a, a kid with the flu, um, so I've been home a lot with him. Uh, but even before that, like um, I've had a couple workouts where I'm like, okay, I got I got three kids, um, you know, how do I manage that and still sneak a, a, a run in or whatever it is? And so like one of the times I took the three kids and their bikes to the track, you know, it was high school. It was, I think it was like a holiday. So the high school mm-hmm. was closed or whatever it was. Uh, and then I knew that they were kind of like <clears throat> gated in so they could only hurt themselves so much. Uh, and you know, I think I was, you know, you're able to get a couple miles in that way, yeah. but I've done something similar at playgrounds and, and different things like that. So that, that video is coming up. Yep. Looking forward to seeing it. Yep. We'll so see. Yep. Just stop knocking on eating sushi before races. Oh, I love that. Was directed. <laughs> I was saw, directed. I saw that comment in that video. I was like, that was directly at Jake. It was directly <laughs> at Jake. That, that was yep. a low blow. <laughs> it was. It was a low blow directly at Jake. Oh, yep. I'm glad you caught it. Here, just like pull a food out here, sushi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was intended for you, sir. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> My one last thing, I wanted to thank the two of you for coming in to join us today. I really do appreciate that. Um, and, and more than that, I really appreciate the, the little dynamic duo thing you guys got going on here. That's something for a lot of people mm-hmm. to look up to. Um, mm-hmm. you know, having a mother-daughter combo on the team that comes out to race is pretty special. Pretty cool. And I think that you guys are going to you know, serve as great role models for others to do the same thing. 
um, and I know Matt hates the, the, this terminology, but being ambassadors for you know, mother daughters to come out and race bicycles. I know you use that that terminology. And I think you were yeah, no, only that it was like it's, it's just it's overused. Or overused, yeah. yeah. So, but it's when it when it so, fits, it fits, right? Yeah, so, and this is the case. So so anyway, um, yeah. Be, just continue doing what you're doing. Um, you're going to be an awesome little influencer over there, Deja. Uh, you're going to get on your old social medias, and you're going to influence other kids to come Is out. Is that YouTube YouTube term that we're using over here now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if there's anything that we can do to help you guys in your plight to become um, the, the best bike racers you can to uh, get more people to come out and race, whether it be you know, other female friends and other female kids, heck, even getting guys out as well is a good thing, but really just to get more women and, and, and girls involved in the sport is a huge win for all of us so keep doing what you're doing because you guys are awesome so thank you thank, thank you very you. much so all right um if you guys want to check us out on social media any of our uh social medias are going to work for you the instagrams the instagrams the, the book faces the book faces this is per our <laughs> little broken millennial over here <laughs> um at dial podcast uh, you guys can check those out say hi to us um mm-hmm. we do appreciate the input and the, the the pings that we get from you guys it's all good stuff um you can email any of us our first names at dialedpodcast.com and we will get back to you if you guys have any uh you know topics that you'd like us to cover in the future for Maybe if you even want to come on the the podcast, we uh, we're having people come on pretty mm-hmm. regularly. So any uh, any cool stuff would be fun for us to have you guys going on. Anyway, um, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. Bye.